Good evening, Monadnock Region, and welcome to Go Mo Tonight. I'm your host, Christy Loretto, here in the Space Lounge with my co-hosts, both of them this time. Zoe Roten-Heinzman. And Sam Abbott. Sam, welcome back to the program. We all missed you last time, and you're looking especially dapper. I really like the black and white checkered um, button it's down blue. you got on. Oh, is it blue? Okay. Come, yeah. It doesn't come across on my screen as more black, but either way. Um, is it a, is it a darker blue? Very dark. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very dark. Cool. Kind of like my hair. You think my hair is black? Yeah, but it's brown. It's actually brown. Blue. It's actually brown. Yeah. No, it's not blue. Yeah. Not today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people try. People have tried to say that my hair is brown too, but like I don't really believe it. Well, you catch mine in the light, and you can see it. But yeah, yeah. my beard it's can brown be brown. In my license. Yeah. Yeah. My beard is a little bit lighter uh, when I grow it out. You can't really see it when it's stubbly, but when I grow it out, it's a little bit lighter than uh, my head. My head I get some auburn. Yeah. Nice reds. Yes. Yeah, and now whites and grays, too. Yeah, I know. I That's got, the I real have estate a work. I got all yeah. the whites and grays in my beard. I was yeah. just going to say, I just got a haircut, and I was like, wow, that really brought out all the gray. I mean, you can't see it on screen, <laughs> but I can see it in the mirror. It's like they just highlighted every gray hair in my, in my nice. hair. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, it's you nice. can kind of go for like a like an um, an Emily Marvosh thing, you know. Um, yeah. Where like the, she, the, she almost has like gray highlights, like yes. on the on the edge of her hair. The soprano she, she, Emily she's Marvosh. An alto. She, alto, yeah, she's, that's she's, what I mean. She's the alto we saw in um, in Handel's Messiah a couple of weeks ago, Thanksgiving weekend, and um, she was filling in. She was actually filling in for a dude who's a counter tenor, um, which means you know he sings really high. Um, okay. named Reginald Mobsley, who I've seen before. He's like, he's probably the most famous Boston area Baroque countertenor, which I realize is a very specific thing, but yeah. he really probably <laughs> is. Um, and um, he was ill. He fell ill that week, so he couldn't do it. So she was like, she was going to be in the chorus um, singing alto, and they brought her out to be one of the four soloists. And like, I think Zoe would agree, like this woman stole the fucking show like she was absolutely yeah. incredible um just her not like her, her singing but also her like emotiveness and her stage presence and she was wearing this wonderful wonderful dress and like i said she's got kind of like great like i think she can't be she's she's not older either she's probably 40 at like the oldest right yeah but she's just got like little gray hair highlights on like the edge of her hair that like somehow looks amazing you know, it, it's, it um, is cool. Yeah, it is cool. I was watching. So we were lucky enough that they took a, a vi uh, they made a professional video production of the um, performance that we were at. And so I happened wow. to be just checking it out yesterday. So it's fresh on my mind. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's it's really it's it's very high quality video. And like you, you really you get like right up into the musicians faces and shit. Yeah. Like it's, cool. That's great. Uh, I hope I can super see cool. that. Super, I heard like, I heard cool. like a piece of of the Messiah on the radio today and like something about like after having seen it in person and experienced like I don't know Harry Christopher's or whatever like I could tell a difference I was like oh man oh, I, yeah. that doesn't sound the same it, like I, I now I'm like a oh it's not the same especially being in Symphony Hall like it's it's totally not the same however though there's still something about it that like it can like still suck me in like even if i hear it from anywhere you know but i do sort yeah. of replicate that effect though but like i will literally turn the car volume all the way up when i'm listening to it and then you really kind of do get the full effects yeah. of of it like coming down on you and everything well um, so i i definitely got some chills you know even even with this what felt to me like not as good of a performance but <laughs> yeah well, yes. And, and I will say to everyone out there, you know, seriously, like people don't know, like they're like, you know, listen to head, like listen to Pink Floyd on headphones. You know what I mean? Like, like, which is true. Like listen to Pink Floyd on headphones. Yes. I, I recommend it. Yeah. It's, it's very true. But like, listen to something like Handel's Messiah with headphones, because there is so much going on and you really need to get all of it to, mm -hmm. um, to just be, overwhelmed and washed away greatest piece of music ever written in the english language well i'll stand by it i'll stand by that bold statement yeah god damn it 
Huh? Anyway, on to the on to the what's happening around here. Hope everyone's doing well. We took the week off last week, um, or or did no, we didn't. We put a show out on. We took the week off. Yes. So yes, this is we are recording this on time on Thursday, twelve sixteen. Um, and normally we would be re- releasing an episode that we recorded last week today or so. Right. Uh, so yes, by the time you're hearing this, it will be last week. I forgot our timing rhythm. Um, yeah, but we we, we but did. We- we did release a bridge video in, instead we of a did. podcast this week. Yes, we did. We, we put out a three-minute um, bridge video because we have a drivable bridge. Two lanes. Two lanes. Did it Two last lanes. night. You, yeah. did, you did it last night. Nice. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I did a classic right. coming down Union Street. Or not Union Street. Um, Main Street, I guess, at that point. And, uh, you know, the stop sign by the townhouse. Yep. And if it's nighttime and it's late enough and you're, you're kind of going at a good clip, I, I've had, it's happened to me before where I just blow that stop sign. I mean, I, I've, I've done it before. Whole life, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just roll right through it without even, and it almost happened last night. But then after that, just going right down the bridge. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. It's been a long oh, time. It's satisfying. I thought it was very satisfying going over it. I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, we haven't. Absolutely. We, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's cool. It looks nice. Um, it does. The facade, the, the the stone facade looks beautiful. It really um, does. It looks it looks really archy, you know. Um, yeah, even more than we, even yeah. more than we can see when we went um, on bri- on uh, bridge pour day, concrete day, concrete day, concrete day, concrete day. Although um, I was reading in the paper today, there was an article about it. Of course, front page news. Um, Seth was quoted in the article saying like it is not time for like ribbon cutting and and celebration and ceremony so perhaps bridge opening day is not the true bridge miss i don't know maybe there's like oh you have to think about that bridge miss yeah, and, like I get, and that done. is and that's a very smart statement to, to make again or no does he they leave the arch out of it this time this is more okay. about yeah. the uh the but you guys noticed it. pavement surface we sure. noticed it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's a it's a very smart statement of Seth to make because yes, you shouldn't cut the ribbon until the project is fully done, you know, um, and it isn't. There's there's still like several months more of work um, to be done, but they like reconfigured the work schedule to allow driving over it because you know the state is starting on um, by the, the the liquor store bridge um, mm-hmm. over there. So and, okay, wait. So the day we get to drive on it. That feels like bridge miss, and then like when it's done and the ribbon is cut, that can be like bridge piffany or something. Yeah, sure, bridge piffany. It's fine. I, yeah. I firmly believe that bridge piffany is going to feel very anticlimactic after we've been driving on it for quite some time. Yeah, absolutely I, right. Um, yeah, but we can celebrate. We'll be down there with coverage, no matter what. <laughs> um, way. If it, there's a ribbon to be cut about this bridge, yeah. You know, we got yeah. no, I mean, to I, re- I rearranged my work schedule this week. I, I, I go into the office a couple of days a week and Wednesday is usually one of those days. But this week I made sure that I was home on Wednesday for specifically for bridge coverage. And we'll do yeah. it again. Yeah. We'll, I mean, that, we'll, that, that, we'll do it again. That's go Monadnock's level of dedication. That's exactly right. To exactly important right. local events. We are committed. We are committed. Um, yeah, so, um, so great news there and it's, it's the holiday season. Everybody's, um, at least a little jolly. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's still a, it's a year of a lot of mixed, um, emotions and feelings. And and there are moments when I have felt a lot of cheer from people. And then there are moments where I felt like the usual 2020, 2021 animosity, you know, yeah. Um, so it's, it's a mixed bag. Um, there's still a lot of complications. Um, but I'm, ha- I'm trying and I am, and as I've said before, you know, and, and, and we've gotten emails about this and comments. So people listen, you know, my, my offer as a, as a holiday consultant, it's, it's really too late now. I mean, you need to engage me on this deal at the end of November, you know, because there's only so much advice. I'll give it to you for free if you really need it between now and the next nine days, but with nine days to go, it's a little late. Like, you, you might not be able to to salvage your shit if you're really having a miserable time it, it, this late in December. It's hard. You have to plan. You have to put some effort into yeah. this. You know. Um, well, I mean, as we know from publishing our our holiday events guides, like 
most of the events happened like two weeks ago. So like exactly. there's, there's not a lot, there's some caroling left. Like what else is yep. left? But um, I'm, I'm like, I'm blanking. Well, so there's the two Peterborough townhouse concerts this weekend, you know, so you have the fire on the mountain, grateful dead Christmas. It's not really Christmas, but it's kind of grateful dead for Christmas concert. Right. Um, right. And then there's the actual, there's the Celtic Christmas with Ishna on Saturday, which is kind of the big one. That's a good event. Um, I mean, it is Chris, it is like Christmas related. They're doing Christmas. Explicitly Christmas. Explicitly Christmas. Yes. They are also um, caroling in Depot Square too. So you can catch them twice. That's right. Yes, that's right. And they have, um, they're also doing Christmas music um, in Hancock on Sunday or maybe it's Saturday during the day at Norway oh, pond, Noel yeah, on Norway pond. And there's, there's like two performances of that too. Um, so, um, I want to say there's like, I'm going to, I'm going to look that up real quick. So I'm not giving you guys bad uh, information, but, but um, there's, there's a little more music and then it's like, it's, it's mostly though, like religious it. stuff, Christmas, you know, services, totally, and stuff like that. totally. There's that's, yeah Christmas services. You know, you have, um, like this weekend, I do want to give a shout out to, um, our, um, longtime friend of Manadnock Underground, Hannah Ellingwood, who's doing an open studio at her house, um, or her home studio, or I don't know if it's her, it's not her house, it's her studio, sorry. Right. Um, this, um, also this Saturday. Um, so I'll call that out. That That's one of the final, like, shopping events that's going yeah. on. You know, we did a shopping events guide, and, and the vast majority of those things are, um, in the past. But as I said, yes, it's twelve eighteen from nine to five in in Harrisville. You've got Hannah Ellingwood's open studio. Um, the Norway Pond event is yes, it is also Saturday twelve eighteen from. It, there's a performance at one thirty and another at four. You do need tickets for this, but I think you can buy them there. That's at the Hancock Meeting House. Um, is the is the last minute Larry Art Festival at Nova? Is that on Sunday? I believe that it is. Uh, okay, because yes, Hannah's going to be. At that one as well on Sunday. Oh, cool. Right, so, so if you, you miss can, Hannah at her own studio like, and you would yeah. like to get Hannah's art um, before the holidays, you have one more chance at the last minute, Larry. If you dare drive into the bowels of Keene, um, you, you have that. You have that opportunity. But that, I mean, in, you know, with within a year without broke, you know, no broke arts fair anymore. I know. That seems yeah. like. It seems like it's p- carrying on that tradition might be worth. I know, I know the the, the good it. folks at Nova have stolen quite a bit from Peterborough. As a matter of fact, um, it's Peterborough's <laughs> own fault, though. I want to be clear. I'm not actually blaming Nova for doing the stealing. Um, they, if if we were on our game, there there wouldn't have been anything to steal. Um, but we're not, and that's what we have to live with in the years to come. Um, but the reason I brought up the holiday consultancy thing was just to say that I do take my own advice and I will, um, you know, I will, I will have enjoyment, like come hell or high water sometimes, you know what I mean? Like I will, I will like angrily pursue the joy of the holiday season and it works sometimes, you know, I grit my teeth and watch something that will make me happy. You know, although I will confess the other night I was in such a bad mood that I couldn't even put on anything holiday related. I had to put on the wire and um, it, oh, wow. I was, that's yeah, I was um, it always cheers me up every yeah. time. It's been doing it for years now. Um, if but if I'm if I'm feeling real low, it's like, you know what? I just got to go visit my friends in Baltimore and. And, and put that on. So not Christmas related. I don't even think that there's one single Christmas episode of The Wire. Um, they don't, imagine you know, there is. Baltimore is like, yeah, Baltimore is like Narnia under the White Witch. You know, it's always winter and never Christmas. You know, uh, they don't have that. It's a grim, grim ass place in Baltimore. Um, but uh, I don't know. I feel I feel comfortable watching that program. It's a nice show. I like it too. I never watched it until I heard you talk endlessly about it. And then I watched one episode. Of course I got to pay per episode HBO, but it was, uh, it was really enjoyable. Why don't you just get the HBO, HBO max? Oh, I know. Maybe I ought to, but then I have to commit to actually using it and watching it, which I don't often. Yeah. Yeah. I know. See, I see, see with me in HBO max, it's like, I, I am literally willing to pay $12 a month just for the right to watch that catalog of programming 
if I should choose to, even if it's a month where I don't watch a lot of TV. I want it there. I want it. I want it available. You know, you know. I want. I want to know it's yeah, there. I, yeah. I want to. I want to know that the wires there. I want to know the Deadwoods there. I want to know the Sopranos is there. Now I want to know if the Leftovers and the Pope Show are there and Succession. You know, like all the all the greats, all all the great television programs are on um, the HBO Max. So what it is, Succession? It is, oh God. It's a good I, th- one. Is this, I think I watched an episode of We Were Away on vacation. Yeah. Maybe. I think uh, it was the final so, episode. Is there a final episode already? There was a final episode of season three. It just ended. Okay. It, 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 it might have been ended. the one I watched um, on TV. It probably was. It probably the guy was. and the people, and they boat and they fish, and the guy's like finding the murderer of the people. No? What's it about, generally? Different show. Is there fishing Different. involved? No. No fishing. <laughs> no fishing. No fishing <laughs> in succession. It was so in Maine. They killed the guy. Nope. They all. It was like rural. It was odd. It was an odd no, you show. Were, you were watching a different, a different show. Um, right. This is say, uh, you know. so Succession, which is now three seasons long. There will at least be a fourth. It is unknown if the fourth will be the last season or not. Um, it's uh, a show about a family-owned enterprise called Waystar Royco. And Waystar Royco is basically, it's a totally fictional company, but it's sort of like, if you can imagine like News Corp, like Rupert Murdoch's company with Fox News and everything combined with Disney, you know, so they have like intellectual property and theme parks as well as like a right wing news thing. And, you know, it's a like mega billion dollar corporation owned um, by this one man, Logan Roy. Right. And he's got all these kids and Logan's an old guy. And the the, see, the the show begins where all of the kids assume that he's like imminently about to retire and he's supposed to pass the business to his son, Kendall, who's going to succeed him. And like the twist is at the very beginning of the show is that he chooses not to do that. He's, he's an old man and he's never going to die, you know, um, and he's he's going to do whatever he wants. And um, and so it's I. I I call it as it, to me, it is sort of a soap opera in a lot of ways. Like a lot of it is just like, Oh, and then they did this and then they did this and what's going to happen next. And, and like, you know, all this stuff, you know, it, you know, you, if you want to be high minded about it, you can call it a satire of wealth and of, of modern media and stuff, which it is to a certain degree. It's hilarious. You know, it's a drama that is very funny, but what makes it so good though, is like any good HBO show. The writing and the acting is just phenomenal. It's just that it's the best thing that's been on TV since the leftovers ended. You know what I mean? Um, or since um, because I think the um, the the new Pope uh, was on actually a couple of years ago. You know, and that's that's like of that caliber. You know, uh, mm. but just the the acting. Um, you know, the only immediately recognizable name is Kieran Culkin. You know, uh, speaking of Christmas. Um, Fuller drinking the Pepsi, you know, um, you know, he's, he's Macaulay Culkin's brother. Mm, no. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, Sam's <laughs> just looking very blankly. You I know, know who Macaulay Culkin so is, right? I'm like, what, what am I missing if Sam is that blank about this? No, yeah. yeah. No, I brought, I brought it up to see, I mean, I recognize the old guy. But you know who Macaulay still, Culkin still, is, right? I know Macaulay Culkin. You said his brother, okay. though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, his brother, he's brother, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know his fucking I mean, brother. I mean, I know Macaulay Culkin, obviously. I mean, it, I was so there. I was born his brother's been in several you know? things. I've actually been a fan of his brother for many years. I like him. What's his he's name? Kieran. K-I-E-R-N. Kieran. Kieran Culkin. Yeah. yeah. Culkin. Okay. And, no, and, it's but, not as but, peculiar but no, as Macaulay, but still. But still a little peculiar. But you have yeah. seen him, though, because you've seen Home Alone, right? I have. That's where I know Nicole Culkin from, primarily. Right? Yes. So yeah. there's the little there's his little cousin who he doesn't want to sleep with him on the third floor because he's going to wet the bed because he's drinking all the Pepsi. Fuller's okay. going to drink all the Pepsi. Fuller is actually his brother in real life. Oh, um, Fuller is okay. here. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, and so in the show, the in the show, is- he has no relation to. Macaulay Culkin in the show. He's, oh, a, I he's a wealthy I, I son. I assume that. Yeah. He's the, he, so is he the main? Is he kind of the main character in the show, though? No, no. 
He's no, no, it's, it's it's very much an ensemble cast. Like if anybody's, if anybody could be considered the main character, it's either the father Logan, who's played brilliantly by Brian Cox, um, or the son. The, the the he's actually not the firstborn son, but he's treated like it. Um, Kendall Roy, um, who is played by a guy named Jeremy Strong, who I've never seen before this, um, but he's phenomenal. Like everybody in the show deserves. I mean, they just got. The show just got nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes. Everybody in that show deserves acting awards. Every every single one of them. They are, it's it's absolutely amazing um, what they did. So you see, yeah. So that's like the latest show. Um, and that you know, and shout out as we tend to do. I I would say in at least half of these episodes, shout out to John Palmucci because he was the one. So I am famous for like people will um, tell me to watch a show. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll take me years to listen to them and actually watch the show unless it's unless it somehow works its way onto my agenda in another way. But um, John gave me The Leftovers, um, which then became like probably my favorite show of all time and like moves me to tears sometimes just thinking about it, you know. So when he said that I should watch Succession like a month ago, I, I doubted him for half a second. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, you have the right. You have the right. I just listened to you because I, because I told him to fuck off about the leftovers for years before I listened to him. And I was like, Oh God, I should have listened to you when you first told me about this, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to, whatever. It doesn't sound that good. I don't, it, yeah. it, and the other thing is the leftovers is, is um, by the creator of lost, you know? So I'm like, F that guy. Like I'm not watching that. I remember lost. Like I'm not doing that, you know? Well, and then I when I finally watched it years ago, like when he would post about it on, on Facebook and be like, yeah. watch this. And like, it just, it did not sound good at all. I was like, it just, I, I, it just, yeah. But I also love it. It's fantastic. Yep. Didn't. Yeah. And so, so after that show, I was like, you know, John has the right to tell me what to watch and I'll listen to him. And so he, this was another one that was, that was, that was dead on because I, th- this was succession was one that like one episode in i'm like <laughs> this show is great <laughs> and it is you're just it's a show filled with really really awful people um you know like like the richest of the rich um but but it's great but it's wonderful and it's um i don't know there's you know i definitely have developed a certain like nihilistic streak in the last couple of years amidst uh all, all this, you know. Uh, so there's, there is, there's definitely. I, I, I can't deny it anymore. There's definitely a side to me that's like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Of course, they act like that, striving for power. Who wouldn't, you know? Um, and I, you know, I was about to ask if it's like, if it's aspirational, the show, or if it's just like, are you, I mean, are you laughing at them? Or I don't, I don't know. What so it's, it? a, so it's a mixture. It's not really aspirational in the sense that, like what you really see throughout the show is that like arguably all of them, but if not all of them, most of them, like the kids are actually not up to the task. Right. So the old man who he, he himself wasn't born wealthy, you know, like, and so he has, you know, he, he really did, you know, builds all this, you know, like himself um, to a certain degree. So he, so it's not old money that they have. Right. And so you're really seeing the what's very common in the second generation. It's even more common in the third generation of a family business. Second generations are actually often quite successful. Um, and the third generation usually wants nothing to do with the business. Like oftentimes, like the fat, like the founding generation, like lays the platform. The second generation actually takes the business to new heights and the third generation, like either sells it or crashes. it, Right. Mm. Um, but what you're seeing in this show though, is that these coddled rich kids actually don't have the skill, you know? So like they have access to the world and they have access to the power and they have, they have seats on the board, you know, they have, um, some of them have titles in the company, like executive titles, you know? So they are actually like permit that they have through nepotism, they're able to work at the top levels of the company. Um, but they don't truly have what it takes. They don't actually really have the skills to run the company and they fail again and again, you know? Um, and the the father is just too quick always, you know what I mean? And he always is able to thwart them. Um, and, and I mean, he's he's such a cold, evil, 
sort of character, you know, but you also kind of love him, you know, like, you know, like I can't, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like every time he wins, it's sort of like, wow, well, he deserved to win though. You know, like, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like he beat him, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, God, man, I want to be that smart, you know, like it's like that, that kind of thing. Yeah. So good, good show. I recommend it to everybody out there. And uh, that, that that's why I subscribe to HBO Max is because um you know I uh I want all of these shows like on demand you know I don't watch a lot of new shows you know I watch my old favorites again and again and again and again and again and at least if nothing else I want the wire to comfort me when I'm in a bad mood and I'm trying to be in ho- in a holiday spirit um <laughs> you know but what are you, know, you guys' favorite holiday specials, like movie-wise? Well, I was just going to say, uh, we watched one of my favorites, which was um, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. We watched that mm. the other day. Wow. Also on HBO Max. Is it? Yeah, it's on YouTube as well, actually. <laughs> I, I, I bought it from Amazon Prime Video like years ago, so I just have it. Like, yeah, you have it. You yeah. have it. Um, I like that one. I mean, the Charlie Brown Christmas, like you can't go a year without that one. Although we'll probably wait and watch that with my mom in South mm-hmm. Carolina. And I love like all the old weird, like claymation ones, you know, Ru- Rudolph, but then also some of the weirder ones. I have like a VHS tape, um, with, a, with a bunch of them on it. Yeah. That they were like yeah, recorded yeah. from the TV in like 1989, oh, yeah. you know, with all the nice. commercials and everything. So you have like, a VHS player. No, and it lives at my it lives at my parents' house, and I don't even okay. know if they have one yet still, mm. but might be the year to pull that out and see what's on I there. I want to see the commercials if you do. Like, Me I don't too. know, record one on your phone or something. You know what I mean? Like from yeah. the, from the TV because um, be fun. that would be cool. Commercials back at your back party. Here. I was talking about this the other day, and like, there's a cereal commercial that like I remember distinctly, except I don't remember the name of the cereal, and it was like little like not sweet but like rice or corn like animals and oh, that was the commercial that i know for sure is on that is tape on there? So, oh, yeah I, I, and none I, of yeah. us at the party could remember the name of this although i think it was ringing some other bells so like that's now the mystery to be solved yeah that's cool what about you sam what do you like for christmas specials i never watch them but i, I aspire to you know but oh, I, all uh, right. well but i have them Either way, yeah. I just—it's never yeah. ritualized to the point where like we got to watch the Christmas movies. But we always watched Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation when I was a kid, as young as yeah. I could have ever been, and watched it and still enjoyed it. But that's 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 an old classic, I think. And then um, what the hell else, really? I mean, that oh, Scrooged, Scrooged. Yeah, lots of like Scrooge. It's not. Fucking I feel like I don't movie. know if I ever like watched it? it all the way through. Yeah, I've uh, never seen right. it. I've never seen it, and I did. I never I saw really the, seen it. the Christmas Vacation one until a couple years ago, and it didn't. Yeah, I don't do like those me. National Lampoon movies really. <laughs> no, not even no. one, huh? No, Chevy Chase. Wow, yeah. I don't like that. Guy. I mean, it might be just a thing. I've been exposed to it for so long that it's everybody loves it. I mean, it's not. It's not unusual yeah. to like it, you know. But I made a post yesterday, um, just being like, "What is the best Christmas special?" And I never really revealed actually what I was getting at. Uh, Zoe already stole it from me, though. I was, I was, I was. It's Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Because um, it is the is, best one. I didn't. Is, mean, I is, wasn't is, trying to steal your thunder. I just just watched it for real. <laughs> well, so so Seth made a comment on that thread saying um, three out of Chris's five uh, top five are actually in the top five. Which is funny because so the post was was spawned by a conversation I was having with him because he needed some some he needed me to push him in a direction uh-huh. um, of of some Christmas movies because he wasn't happy he was watching like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street and wasn't wasn't happy about it um, and um, so he knew what those were you know and what I had said to him was um, uh, so Christmas Eve on Sesame Street is my favorite. Um, and then and once I started describing some of the plot to him, he like remembered some of it and he's like, actually, yeah, I do. I do dig that. And then, um, here's an obscure one that people don't think of a lot, but it was really common when I was a kid, but I feel like less so now Mickey's Christmas Carol. The, I, it was made in like 1982. Okay. 
It's the Disney one. It's like Mickey Mouse is um, Bob Cratchit. And like, so it's, oh. so you know how, so you know how they ended up with um, like DuckTales and um, there's like the Uncle Scrooge in DuckTales. He's like, yeah. oh, that's like, maybe that's what like, I'm thinking of. That's what, that's where that character came from is because oh, so wow. in, in, um, in Mickey's Christmas Carol. Um, so actual Donald Duck is like the nephew Fred, like young Fred or whatever he is, Scrooge's nephew. And, and so Scrooge is like an older Donald Duck. He's like Uncle Scrooge in the movie. So he's like not actually Donald Duck, but like an older. That's where that character comes from. And it tells the story. It's my favorite Christmas uh, Carol adaptation. And it's only 27 minutes long or so. Like they, they just like bang through the story. But it's a remarkably like heart touching and wonderful. And I have to say that the character of old Fezziwig, who is actually barely even mentioned by name in this version is the reason that I have a St. Nicholas party. Um, like he's the inspiration for me having a, a Christmas party in the first place, because he has like the seminal Christmas party shown by the ghost of Christmas past in oh, a Christmas God. Carol, you know, yeah. so now, what I you're talking these... about is Mickey mouse versus the ducks, right? This is not the ducks. The ducks came later. The duck Christmas one. You did. No. Sounds Not like ducks. No, it, they're in there? Yeah, no, they're all no. in there. Like Goofy's in there. Like the whole they're thing. All, yeah, the whole okay. thing. Okay. So yep. who's Scrooge? Or Bob Uncle Cratchit? Scrooge. You know, it's, it's, so so Bob, yeah. Bob Cratchit is Mickey Mouse, and okay. um, he's got a bunch of mouse kids, right? Yeah. Um, like right. Tiny, tiny I do know kids. this. I yeah. do remember yeah. this. Really? You, I, I, this is ringing so many like distant memories. Very yeah, distant. So, so, and then... Um, Oh, this is when, great. So when, when Scrooge goes um, to his door and his door knocker is the ghost of Jacob Marley, right? Jacob Marley is Goofy, the character. Like the, nah. the door knocker turns into Goofy, you know, and Goofy follows him upstairs and has a chat with them and stuff. And um, the, the other ghosts are like random characters that look familiar from other Disney things, like as obscure, um, uh, kind yeah. of obscure characters, you know? Um, and it has very nice music. Like I said, it's very short, but it's really, really sweet. And, um, so I really like that one. And then, um, claymation wise, um, Rudolph is still tops for me. Yeah. Um, you know, you got, you got Burl Ives in it. Burl Ives is the narrator, Sam, the snowman, you know, um, you can't, you can't beat it. Um, You've the cost of Rudolph, right, Sam, you have to have seen that one. Oh, I've seen all these. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't oh, okay. sure about the the Mickey Mouse one. I just it's not consistent yearly. I mean, we just don't watch a lot of television. I want yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Nobody so, else does. You know. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. avoiding other than Liam, my son Liam. I mean, he, he wouldn't leave the television if I let him. You know, but yeah. it's in the basement. I was going to say he he's been over here looking at screens of plenty before. <laughs> oh, he fucking loves it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I enjoy watching movies and television too. I just don't because it's not, yeah. it's right. not in the house as much, you know? Yeah. We just don't do yeah, it. Yeah. TV's so you Is Frosty number four? No, Christmas, um, Charlie Brown, which oh, you are, yeah. which you yeah, also yeah. already said was number four. I didn't list the number five, but, um, I had one. Oh, it's probably like number five for me is probably it's a wonderful life. I do like that movie. Um, and we did have it on last night, and I was like reminded again. I was like, "Yeah, damn, I really do like this one." Um, and then there's other there, there's other classic ones like you know like the Grinch is good. You know that's that's in my top ten somewhere. Um, you know, but then so there's but then there's another one that like to me it's a Christmas movie, but I won't include it in my top five because no one else will see it that way. But that's Ben Hur, which you know about. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the classic 1959 epic no, of, uh, starring Charlton Heston. One. Uh, but they do yeah. show there. There is the, the movie does begin with um, the, li the literal first Christmas um, is is depicted, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, my uh, and then my not through. quite Christmas movie Christmas movie is The Sound of Music. I'm on that train. Oh yeah, we do that too. Yep, I'm down. I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm cool with The Sound of Music. Um, yep, um, that's I definitely in there. And in it, fact, we usually watch that like sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas and usually by now and we haven't yet. Yeah. 
That's another one that we've watched with my mom sometimes, but we might watch it before we go because I'm ready to watch it. Um, and Will Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas, I think it's called. That's the California. Oh, we watched that. No, we watched that on um, the big screen. As yes. um, we rented um, the P Peterborough Community Theater, which is a good little promo, a good little plug for the theater there. You can um, Vanessa still offers times when you can rent the theater and and bring in your own stuff with your private party to watch um, for a very very reasonable fee. Um, we've done it several times and have loved the hell out of it. This time we brought all the kids. And yeah, you, you had them put on um, that claymation one, which was very good. That one is like, that one's like a childhood classic and just the scenes of that one. It's just not Christmas unless I see this. Yep. And it's got the California um, raisins in it, which every which child need needs more, to know. Yeah, we need, to <laughs> we need, bring need more back. singing raisins. Where, where, where are they? You know, what, what happened to those guys? Um, I remember that. You know? You do um, remember that? We need, we need, we need like a VH1 the behind days. the music on the California Raisins. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. Where are uh, they yeah. now? The raisins. And I will say there's another, there's another modern one um, that, um, that Kelly introduced me to that like, I really thought it was one of those movies that, that I really thought would hate. Like I thought it would be like another kind of like love actually type movie, but the family stone is yes. I was keeping it to kids' movies, but I watch that one with my mom every year, and I love I love that one. Too. It's actually very it's very good. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the first time she had me watch it, like I knew I'm like I am not gonna like this movie. And Same. Like, no, like that's a that like that's actually a a pretty solid one. Like it's it's funny. It's it's touching at times. You know, it's got uh, Claire it's got Danes. That, it's got Claire Danes. It's got Diane Keaton. You know? I know she is um, like that care that Diane Keaton is like, I want to, that's what I want to be when I'm an old lady. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and I, I do. I like her in, in that movie, especially I, I always kind of like Diane Keaton, but Except, um, she's no, no, never mind. <laughs> what were you yes, gonna say? I no, I was going to, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to spoil the ending of the movie. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't <laughs> tell people what happens. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But I'm always sad um, yeah. I don't have more kids when I watch that movie because then I can't really be, you know, Diane Keaton oh, with my yeah. five kids around the Christmas table. <laughs> and I um I love um Rachel McAdams as well. She's another favorite of mine um in in many things. And I hate Sarah Jessica Parker who's in it, but she plays like a character that everybody hates yeah. and is like justified for hating and yeah. like she only kind of gets redemption. She doesn't even really get much redemption, really. Um, so I like that um, because I don't like her. Um, so it's like even though she's in it, like it's totally tolerable because everybody shits on her the whole time. Like, yeah. you're, you're, suppo you're supposed to hate her. Like she was well cast, you know. Um, yeah, I hate it. It's a good one. But I, yeah, but I, I thought it was going to be a love actually too. The first time my mom yeah. pulled that one out, and and yeah. I, I don't sorry, like folks love out there. Love actually is bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I remember. <laughs> so, like, my, my my most direct, the only time I've been in the room for the entire movie of Love Actually, right, was like probably a lot closer to when it came out, right? I'm not sure what year it came out, but this had to have been like 2003, 2004, okay? And um, I was sort of sharing the basement apartment um, in my grandmother's house with my brother at the time. And he had it on, like he might have been watching it with his boyfriend, or maybe he was watching it by himself. I don't know. It was kind of a one room place, you know. So I was on the computer, and I was kind of doing my thing, and I was just listening to this, and like every single scene, I was like, "Who put this awfulness to film? Like, who recorded this? Like, this is unbearable. Like, I can't even believe I'm in the room for this. Like, my God, like, what the." is happening here i think it's that bad honestly um, wow. so i cannot believe that people really like it and think it's sweet because i've always been like yeah this is actually not what love should ever be for like any of these scenarios are good love you know um this is like i don't know yeah yeah honestly, i don't want to watch it just to see how terrible it is after what you just it's said so bad oh god yeah, it is I mean, it's it's a, it's a controversial opinion to not like love actually. Yeah, okay. most people like it. And I most think it's like, like it. I don't think it's kind of bad. I think it's like the worst. Like the 
Yeah. That's how I felt about it the first, I mean, the first time. I think I've also only actually watched it one time, but it was like that bad that it's like, this is just garbage. I think I was in Portland with the, with, you know, the friend group watching it, but (laughs) the the Liam Liam Neeson, (laughs) Liam Neeson, like back in the day, he didn't see him very often. No, I know. I know. And I don't really dislike Liam Neeson, but he shouldn't have been. It's got got good people in it, right? Is Jude Law in it? No, it's a great cast. Yeah. Right. Um, It's interesting to see him in a different role, you know? Yep. Probably a terrible role. I don't even remember his mm-hmm. particular character, but I'm sure. Well, he you can tell just by his smile that he's. <laughs> yeah, he's he's cute in it. It's like that's he's not the cute actor, you know. <laughs> he can't come back from Taken, you know, and be somebody yeah. else after that. He's always that guy now, you know. Yeah, one of those roles. Yeah, he kind of is. He <laughs> <laughs> can't be a sweet that guy, is, you know. That is know. absolutely true. That is absolutely true. But yeah, so I don't know. Don't watch that movie, guys. It's, I don't know. Let's, let's let's do something. Do something. I would rather. I I feel would. I would rather watch one of those Hallmark movies. Um, you don't like Hallmark than, movies? Well, they're just notoriously you? bad. You know what I mean? Like he backpedals. Well, I mean, oh, no, I don't particularly like them either. I, it's the kind of thing that's on if you go to like a Christmas party at somebody's house. You know. Sometimes yeah, I they're end up isolating they're at my mom's ha- at my parents' house sometimes. Um, so yeah. I end up kind of seeing them in the background. But I had um, let me try to find the comment because it was on my it was on my Christmas post. But um, our buddy Stephen um, Tower had a really <laughs> one of the more bizarre um, stories of a Hallmark movie that I have ever heard of. Um, let me see if I can find this comment because you guys got to hear about this one. Um, it was, a, it was a cool, it was, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he says, Christy and I watched the Hallmark Christmas movie last weekend called next stop Christmas involving a woman falling asleep on the commuter rail and waking up in 2011. She then goes back to the future and finds herself married to a man, but doesn't remember any of the last 10 years of their relationship. This is supposed to be a happy ending. That was the ending? <laughs> That's what he said, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like the happy ending. Is it like she goes back, she finds like she's married to a husband that she doesn't know. And it's all. <laughs> I was like, it's okay, wild. we're setting up the plot here. Like, then yeah, what yeah, happens? Yeah, no, 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 no. That's it. Uh... So, like, I don't know. Like, I almost want to watch that, you know? Like, just to, um, because that's, um. That's a really that's a really interesting one. Um, yeah, I just looked it up. It stars um, it stars Lindsay Fonseca, Chandler Massey, Erica Slezak, and Eric Freeman. Um, oh. All all our favorite um, folks. Um, <laughs> that sounds to me like a candidate for like recutting it, like recutting the trailer as like a horror movie. Like, have you ever seen The Shining with the trailer <laughs> recut as like a comedy, and it's like Shining. No. Oh my gosh, that is worth looking that up on YouTube. Like, it's it's just a trailer. Where it's like it's it's a story of like a, a happy go lucky man or whatever, and like they they choose like scenes and dialogue to turn it into like a comedy, right? It sounds like this movie should be like have a trailer cut as like a horror film. I want to I want to see that. Yeah. In fact, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna steal the movie poster from next stop Christmas and <laughs> I'm going to, that's going to be like the, the main, the main photo of our um, episode of our, of, of episode nine is going to be um, next stop Christmas. Um, and yeah, cause I do, I do like the poster that they made for this too. It's very oh, nice. I can't wait to see that too. Um, it's, um, it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I just saved that. Yeah. I was trying to get some more details on this, but like, see if I can get like a, a summary, a, a good, a, a different summary just to, but the, the, the main, um, like an IMDB, it just says Angie is determined to spend Christmas alone, but her usual commuter ride turns into a Christmas train that drops her off in her hometown in 2011. Oh, wow. Um, I had, I had yep. to look up the poster that does not disappoint. 
No. Oh wait, no, wait, wait. This actually, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a storyline on the later on this page. Surgeon Angie prepares to spend another Christmas alone on call for the hospital. However, she nods off on the commuter train home, and when she wakes up, she's in her hometown ten years earlier. After she's recovered from the shock, she realizes that she can now make some different choices in life, and that the right actions might give her a ticket back to the future. But should she accept the proposal from handsome sports commentator Tyler this time? Can she save her parents' failed marriage? And what about her friend Ben? And if she manages to come back, what will her life look like? Wow. So it's like, so she made the choices and changed the history. Yep. Oh, you want to know something really weird, though? Christopher Lloyd is in it. He's the train conductor. So there, there is someone that we've is heard weird. of. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. And the according to this IMDb trivia, Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson, who I guess maybe I should have I should know who it is, but I don't. Um, they have now starred in um, seven movies together, and they've starred in seven movies together, but have never spoken directly to one another in any of them. So, she was uh, Mark McFly's mom <laughs> in Back to the Future. Oh, no kidding. Okay, that's really interesting. So I want I, um, I want to know now like what their real life like it seems to me like they must have some real life time travel thing going on if they're in all these <laughs> Yeah. My, my imagination running wild here, but <laughs> I want to know the truth <laughs> about their their connection well, to time travel. <laughs> yeah, like I'm trying to figure out where she even is on here because she wasn't listed in the. She must have a really small role because she. Oh yeah, she plays Evelyn Reynolds, whoever that is. Um, she's on the. She's be. on the poster though. She must be important. Yeah, but on IMDb, like under the top cast, they don't list her. She's listed as like other cast. Like you have to like expand the thing to like see her. Um, so but, I'm wondering now, like, do we bring back the Monadnock Underground film soiree for this one? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we do. Uh, it wouldn't be ter- it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to watch this um, as a group. You know, I, I feel like if I'm going to watch it, I need a group. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would watch this alone. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> um, I also don't see Kurt agreeing to watch this with me. <laughs> I think I'll right. be like, I have so many better things to do. I have so much work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I am so busy right now, all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Um, yes, something came up, and I, can't, <laughs> I cannot hang out with you right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, so so Christmas, everybody, um, watch some. There's we've given you plenty of things to watch if people are getting you down. Besides the wire, um, yes, that can can put you in in good holiday um, cheer. You know, um, they do also, as I point out to people, they have Christmas in The Godfather. Like Christmas happens in it. It's not really a Christmas <clears throat> movie, but they have Christmas in The Godfather Part Two. They have Christmas in Goodfellas. Christmas is fairly prominent in Goodfellas, actually. And there's there's a but there's several Christmas in different years, I think, in Goodfellas. In fact, um, so if you're if you're looking for something grittier with Christmas, um, check out Goodfellas. Um, Goodfellas, even I want to say there's a scene that very prominently features um, the original um, "Baby, Please Come Home" um, by. Um, I, I actually really love that song, uh, but especially the original. Like when I was young, when we were young, um, the Mariah Carey song was the Mariah Carey version was really popular. Um, but the original is by Darlene Love, and it's better. And I really like that song. But there's a great. Um, I think it's when Robert De Niro yells at the guy to bring the um, the fur coat back. Bring it back. Bring it back. I told you, don't get it. Bring it back. Um, I think that song's playing in the background. So it's very Christmassy, but with an aggressive Robert De Niro. Um, <laughs> some of us need that a little bit. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, my God. All right. Um, I, I'm almost inclined to just, like, call it there. Like, I don't know. We've had such a joyous <laughs> Christmas conversation that I don't want to get back into talking about, like, 
the ledger transcript or um, the scam. I don't know, unless you guys really do. Do you? I feel like we can we can let our folks have a happy Christmas. Yeah, yeah sounds great. Let it slide till next time. Yeah, we'll let it slide. We'll talk shit about the ledger transcript next week before <laughs> New Year's. Um, <laughs> so until then, everybody, go out there. So this episode will come out Christmas week. So um, so I will say, I'll tell you, take good advice always during this time. People will try to probably feed you a lot of bad advice at Christmas time as well. So watch out. You know, you got to when, when you're going to family and friend Christmas things and everything, kind of go into them knowing who is capable of giving you good advice and who isn't, you know, so that you're sort of on your guard, um, you know, but have a Merry Christmas. Go out there. I don't care if you don't celebrate Christmas. Have a good time on the 25th. Um, it's, you know, God damn it, we deserve it this year. Every, <laughs> Even the people I'm mad at deserve a Merry Christmas this year. Maybe it will help their minds heal and function properly. Um, One so. One can hope. So here's here's hoping for a Christmas miracle for the minds of my enemies and um, and for all of you. Um, so with great love, this is us signing off. We'll see you next time in the Space Lounge. Take care. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody.